the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Law Offices of Selwyn Whitehead is a debt relief agency under federal law and provides legal assistance to consumers seeking debt relief under the United States Bankruptcy Code. This is Selwyn's Law. Every week at this time, we get to hear from Selwyn Whitehead. She's not just an attorney at law. Selwyn knows her stuff and doesn't shy away from the truth, even when it's ugly. Her Bay Area practice focuses on helping her clients to manage their wealth through estate and tax planning, to managing their debt through reconstruction or bankruptcy. And now, it's time for Selwyn's Law. Good day, and welcome once again to Selwyn's Law. My name is Selwyn Whitehead, and I'm a California Bar Admitted Attorney, and I'm also a Bankruptcy Law Certified Specialist who's been certified by the State Bar of California's Board of Legal Specialization. In addition to my JD, I hold a couple of master's degrees in law. I am both a master of the laws of taxation law and a master of the laws of intellectual property laws. And because of my education, my training, my experiences, my life's observations, and my lifelong interest in business and money and finance and the creation, preservation, and transfer of wealth within families and communities, including tribal communities, and the rules that these particular aspects of economics play in the lives of everyday people like you and me, I primarily practice bankruptcy law. However, I also practice some related fields in my overall consumer and small business financial practice, including debt wealth management, estates and trusts, real estate, and of course, taxation law. Now, with these areas of law as my reference points, that is to say, as they relate to the personal, familial, community, and small business aspects of finance, I've spent the greater part of the last nearly 40 years, both before and after getting my license to practice law, fighting for the economic empowerment, the economic independence, and the economic autonomy of women and people and communities of color, including indigenous communities. And because I grew up as a military brat and always will be one, and I also helped create another one with my former spouse who was also in the military. As such, I have firsthand knowledge of just how hard it can be sometimes financially and economically for our citizen soldiers, sailors, airmen and women and Marines and their families in our sometimes less than patriotic capital based economic system. This especially after these individuals and their families separate from the service. As such, I also proudly serve veterans of all stripes and in all branches of the military. And as I also had the great fortune to both know and spend a lot of time with and actually became great friends with both my maternal and paternal grandmothers, both of whom survived the four great economic challenges of the last century, that is to say, the Great Depression, the privations of World War II, and the systemic racism and misogyny that continues through into our society today. And as these women helped raise me and always loved me and shared with me the stories of their grandparents who loved and raised them in the post-Reconstruction Jim Crow South, it is out of my great love for these women who are always with me in spirit, along with my dad, urging me on to do the right thing. 
that when the situation is right, I am sometimes able to at least attempt to vindicate the rights of seniors and the disabled who find themselves the targets of, and unfortunately more and more the victims of, some of the most pernicious forms of adult and elder financial abuse that you could ever imagine that seems to be running rampant in our society today. So the purpose of Selwyn's Law, in case you haven't guessed it, is to discuss the law related to your money and more probably than not these days, the lack thereof, or at least an insufficient amount thereof, and your overall finances and what you may need to consider to protect or reclaim or rehabilitate your or your families or your businesses, financial health, wealth, and money-related well-being, as I understand these concepts in this non-threatening educational forum. However, once again, I must ask you to please note that this show doesn't provide any legal advice, nor am I developing an attorney-client relationship with anyone within the sound of my voice. Instead, this show strives strictly to serve as an educational forum for the exchange of information that might be helpful to you as you begin your search for more detailed information that's tailored to your specific set of facts and circumstances and hopefully provide you with at least an overall outline of some of the key issues that may help you seek out and find the qualified professional help I sincerely believe you need if you're having a legal issue that intersects with your finances or your assets or your debt. So today I want to use my time to respond to some of you out there in Radio Land who took your precious time to reach out to me since the beginning of the year with your questions, your issues, your concerns uh, about this show. But more importantly, your good thoughts and prayers and love that you shared with and for me. For that, I have to say, I thank you so much. You know, I've heard from veterans taking the time out of their busy lives to comment on my podcast on the plan set forth by the Congressional Commission ordering the renaming of American military bases and the more than 100, more than 1,100 military artifacts that have for decades paid homage to the Confederacy, including the naval and Coast Guard vessels all around the world and the streets and names and other monuments, symbols and paraphernalia on military installations in foreign fronts, such as places I've visited in Germany and Japan and South Korea, I haven't visited there. The entire renaming project is scheduled to be completed no later than January 1st, 2024. So I refer you to my podcasts that I had on Veterans Day weekend, November 12th, 2022, and November 19th for the details. But I want to follow up here. Well, you should know that under our current President Biden and our current Defense Secretary Austin, pursuant to an act of Congress, our great country has started dismantling these visual tributes to the Confederacy located on the United States Military Academy at West Point by removing some of the statutes and other memorabilia celebrating Robert E. Lee in his Confederate uniform and the Ku Klux Klan that heretofore had taken up prominent space in this premier training institute that's charged with producing some of our past, present, and future Army leaders, such as one of my favorites, General then-President 
Dwight David Eisenhower, who, as I discussed on one of my podcasts on the subject, oversaw the full integration of the United States Army on my father's watch and with his participation. And just as important when President Eisenhower, when he was president, sent some 1,200 members of the Army's 101st Airborne Division from Fort Campbell to oversee the federalization of the Arkansas National Guard, who were, once federalized, went from no longer being under the control of then-Governor Faubus, but under the control of the Commander-in-Chief, President Eisenhower. And they went from supporting the mob that was barring the Little Rock Nine from entering Central High School to their fierce defenders and escorts while they escorted them into Central High and protected them once they were inside. So it was, wasn't was the great uh, unwoke people of the state of Arkansas who welcomed with open arms the Little Rock Nine. It was our federal government under West Point graduate, officer, and gentle person, and general, and president of the United States, Eisenhower, who saw to their safety. And as I reported, the next year, rather than allowing full integration, one year after the Little Rock Nine first entered to Central High, Governor Faubus shut down all four Little Rock high schools and held a public debate on integration turning back the clock from Brown versus Board of Education because the ballots voted in favor of keeping the schools segregated, although it was against the law. Okay, so chew on that. Those are real facts, uh, Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders. I kind of think you know the real facts, but maybe General Eisenhower, a real-life Republican, was too woke back in 1957 for appropriate recognition from you. Or maybe you were too sleepy to pay attention in your Arkansas history class in grade school, high school, and college. And by the way, and just in case you missed, I, I, you missed the news, Fort Gordon, Georgia, is in the process of being renamed Fort Eisenhower. So I've also heard from some of you who would like to know the story about how I grew up to become a black woman, an attorney in a less than hospitable cultural environment uh, and how it came to be that a little black girl born in a military base in the middle of Mississippi became a lawyer and learned to endure and survive in what I must admit sometimes is, a, you know, a very hostile legal environment. And many of you wanted to know more about me. So acceding to your request to get to know me a little better, when we get back, I'll share some interesting news about me. Because I was just inducted into the prestigious Marcus, Marcus Who's Who Biographical Re Registry. But first, we're going to take a short break, and I'll see you on the other side. back to Selwyn's Law. Once again, your host, Selwyn Whitehead. Welcome back to Selwyn's Law as we continue our discussion focusing on who the hell is this Selwyn D. Whitehead anyway? And why was she just inducted into the prestigious Marquis Who's Who Biographical 
biographical <laughs> registry. The short answer, because I'm me. <laughs> now, all kidding aside, if the truth be told, I am an introvert who, if left to my own devices, would spend all my waking hours quietly reading books, essays, and articles about some of the interesting people who populate our planet and the interesting places here and on other heavenly bodies in our universe. Or I'll be watching great movies and television shows, and then I check out who wrote the screenplays and or the books, and then use their God-given talent to put together these wonderful pieces of art from fragments of their mind. To me, that's totally amazing. Now, my introvertism notwithstanding, I will, if the cause is right, if forced to, I will speak up for myself and I will speak out in the media as I'm doing now. And as can be readily seen uh, in just about everything on the news, including governors who want to erase or distort our past and any and all of our contributions to society. I mean, the whole panoply of us in the name of putting a lid on wokeness, whatever that means, and to eliminate the teachings of critical race theory in our elementary schools, even though critical race theory is a graduate level college course that I was fortunate enough to learn about in the 1980s and the 1990s through the tutelage of one of its primary theorists and one of my great heroes that I was able to meet while he was alive, the great late Professor Derek Bell who came out to visit us and lead us in some in-house seminars on the subject when I worked for the public interest law firm, Public Advocates, as its director of corporate social responsibility and the first executive director of the Greenlining Coalition way back in the late 1980s and early 1990s. Now, talk about fake news. The focus on some misinformation apologist blaming wokeness and critical race theory for the decline in our society as if they are the reasons our economy is in trouble is just so much BS. So please don't fall for the okie doke. But I digress. So getting back to me and my introvertism, except when someone picks a fight with me or seeks to harm one of my clients to my great surprise, a few weeks ago, I received a call from someone at a firm called Marcus Who's Who, informing me that some person, that who they wouldn't share, had recommended me to, for inclusion, and therefore Who's Who wanted to interview me to see if I was a good fit for one of their biographical registers. Now, as a researcher my whole life, I know exactly who Who's Who is. And in fact, I've used its registries to begin my research into folks that I needed to find out more about. So I said, sure. And I set aside some time over this past holiday for the interviews. Well, guess what? On February 16, 2023, I received the following press release and I'll share it with you. It said, Ms. Selwyn D. Whitehead is recognized for her expert legal services with her firm, the Law Offices of Selwyn D. Whitehead. 
And again, it's um, headlined Oakland, California, February 16, 2023. Selwyn D. Whitehead has been included in the Marquis Who's Who, as in all Marcus Who's Who's biographical volume, individuals profiled are selected on the basis of current reference value factors such as position, noteworthy accomplishment, visibility, and prominence in their field are all taken into account during the selection process. It goes on to say, leveraging nearly two decades of decades of excellence in tax and bankruptcy law, Ms. Whitehead has earned distinction as a leader in her own firm in the capacity she is an attorney and counsel of law for the laws of color business owners solidify and or expand their businesses by analyzing their business problems and developing solutions, drafting pleadings and communicating with experts, the courts and her opponents as needed. Goes on to say prior to her current role, Ms. Whitehead began her career working as a Department of Defense civilian with NATO while stationed in Europe and then as a a procurement agent and claims examiner at the Office of the Judge Advocate while stationed on the Presidio of San Francisco. Therein, she was uh, recruited by Pacific Bell, who funded her training as a telecommunications and data communication systems engineer, where she designed and oversaw the implementation of internal systems for the company and later for its federal government clients, including the United States Navy, for whom she designed and oversaw the installation of an aircraft parts retrieval uh, system for the USS Coral Sea for its last voyages before its decommission. And while completing her legal education, Ms. Whitehead served as a claims examiner and audit manager and ultimately as that unit's managing attorney while employed at Fireman's Fund Insurance Company beginning in 2005 through 2000. No, 2004 through 2005. And it says, since 2012, she has continually produced and hosted her weekly radio show and podcast, this one, Selwyn's Law, focusing on the intersection of law and finance. In 2022, she lent her expertise as a presenter for the California uh, Lawyers Association, where I discuss uh, SPACs, um, and they say I'm a valued member. Now, prior to embarking on her professional journey, Ms. White had earned the equivalent of a bachelor's degree in administration, business administration at the University of Maryland's extension program while traveling with, as a Department of Defense civilian and at her Juris Doctorate from New College of California in 2001. She then attained a master's degree in law and taxation with honors and in 2003, another master's degree in intellectual property in 2004, both from Golden Gate University School of Law. They go on to, they on to say that well-qualified in her field, she is a certified specialist in bankruptcy law by the California Board of Legal Specialization of the State Bar of California since 2013. Among her professional accomplishments, she is also proud to have been named the Volunteer of the Year for the Alameda County Bar Association in 2011. 
And then it concludes by saying, within the coming years, Ms. Whitehead intends to continue to help train the next generation of female lawyers of color who can assist in advocating for people in financial distress. She had previously led a team that was pitted against telephone and utility companies tasked with explaining the importance of assisting women-owned businesses as well as businesses owned by persons of color to their regulatory bodies. She was further inspired to take on legal work in this area after being invited on a speaking tour of Japan with the goal of bridging a gap between African-American community and Japanese-owned businesses in the United States, where she met a group of senior comfort women fighting for their rights and for redress from the Japanese government. These women, originally from Korea, were kidnapped in their youth by the Japanese army before and during World War II and were forced into sex slavery by and for the Japanese army. Her passion for advocacy aligned with these experiences, spurring her to become a lawyer to fight for disadvantaged individuals. And it concludes by giving some background about who Mark Key, who's who is. And it says that since 1899, then A.N. Marcus printed the first edition of Who's Who in America, Marcus Marquis Who's Who, has chronicled the lives of the most accomplished individuals and innovators from every significant field of endeavor, including politics, business, medicine, law, education, art, religion, and entertainment. Today's Who's Who in America remains an essential biographical source for thousands of researchers, journalists, librarians, and executive search firms around the world. Marquis publications may be visited at its official website, which is MarcusWho'sWho.com. So I am, I just had to share that with you guys because the people that inspired me in my life um, to become a lawyer, my dad and my grandmothers on both sides, they're no longer with us in, in life, in, in life form, but they're always with me in spirit. So I owe everything to them and I am just, I'm just amazed. <laughs> so I had to share that with you because many of you, they say, where, where did she come from? Well, you know, that that's where I come from. I come from uh, a, a, a long line of people who believed in service. Um, my dad, as I said, was, was in the military. He fought in Korea uh, with distinction. He was a sergeant when he went there. He got a battlefield commission because of his, his the way he handled himself on the battlefield and that might be why I've always been interested in military um, anybody's military because I just think that it takes a lot for a person who who is not um, you know drafted or otherwise forced into the military to um, make themselves available to serve their country and in a way that could be that they'll never see the light of day after they perform their service. And so I've always been inspired by people who would who are willing to put their lives on the line. And so the the reciprocal or the other side of that is I while I'm not a pacifist, I don't have a lot of patience with individuals and co- countries and leaders who needlessly 
um, cause conflict that can lead to wars. It's, it's a waste of resources. On the other side, um, many people who don't have other economic choices are forced to um, look to the military as a place to uh, get a, complete their education, learn uh, interesting jobs. And as you can see, um, it was the first place that I, I worked. I, I didn't join the service. I was a Department of Defense civilian. And uh, that's uh, another uh, access medium that I had to learn more about the military. And uh, because uh, we, my, my former spouse actually worked for NATO and I got to meet uh, the leaders of the different um, militaries uh, who were part of NATO. This was back in uh, back in in the seventies, and I just have such respect for people that respect their countries and respect our world enough to want to pray for peace, but always be ready to prepare for war. So I'm going to leave it there for now. But as always, in closing here at Selwyn's Law, we always want to stay on the right side of the law. And um, and I also want to share with you the laws of unintended consequences and fate that can lead a little black girl from Mississippi to be listed in who's who in America. And just between you and me, my late father and my grannies are so proud of me. But I'm going to leave it there for now. But as always, in closing, here at Selwyn's Law, I want you guys to be aware that there are still variants of COVID-19 out there, and you need to, if at all possible, but really strive. When you're out and about, please mask up and keep social distance. That's the only way to keep a virus who doesn't know <laughs> the difference between a woke and unwokeness. And so I want I want you to be around uh, for my next show. So till next time, please take care. Bye for now. Thank you for taking the time to listen to Selwyn's Law. Remember, the law office of Selwyn Whitehead is a designated debt relief agency under the federal law and provides legal assistance to consumers seeking relief under the bankruptcy code. When it comes to your finances and your rights, seek no other than the law office of Selwyn Whitehead. Selwyn is your go-to finance attorney, specializing in estate planning, wealth management, bankruptcy, tax, and real estate law. In other words, Selwyn knows her way around the dollar, and your rights are protected by our laws. Protect your money. Know your rights. Partner with Selwyn Whitehead. For immediate assistance, or if you have questions, call 510-633-1276, 510-633-1276, or go to selwynwhitehead.com. The preceding paid program is sponsored by the law office of Selwyn Whitehead, who is solely responsible for its content. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.